Good afternoon. Uh, Thursday, February 10th. Dr. Paul Wendy here with Intrinsic Value Wealth Report Radio. Well, a lot, uh, a lot going on in the market, a lot of market turmoil. I think the two major events um, that are worth at least briefly discussing uh, today are um, inflation and the likely or quite possible, quite likely potential of Russia invading Ukraine. Who knows how that's going to work out, but it certainly looks um, embassies across the other world are withdrawing their personnel and U.S. is doing the same, and all the indications are that Russia will invade Ukraine. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but it doesn't look very good there. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, let's start with the inflation front. Um, inflation just released today, the numbers, <clears throat> excuse me, inflation's at a 40-year high. Uh, uh, prices rose 7.5% uh, in December. Um, and so, um, you know, again, setting a record of 40-year high High record, 40 years. That's that's a long time. Now, that's not the highest um, that it's probably ever been um, in my lifetime. Going back to the 1980s when I was just first starting out, I'd come out of uh, out from the army as a um, uh, army officer, uh, field artillery officer. Worked in the Pershing missile system. Had been stationed in Germany for three and a half years. Came back, got my MBA, and when I was getting my MBA, actually in and then starting to work in banking in the 1980 to 82 period, um, uh, inflation was much, much higher in interest rates, believe it or not. I always tell my classes this, and they, they find it hard to believe. Uh, interest rates uh, you know, were up around the 18% range. That's one eight, 18%. We were at the bank I was working at, a um, little savings loan. We were offering uh, uh, CDs and money markets and so forth, which were in that range. Um, so, you know, we've seen certainly higher inflation interest rates. Um, and, you know, it looks like we're just creeping back up in that direction now. Um, we've learned a lot. When I say we, economists and the Federal Reserve and so forth, have learned a lot over the years. But I don't think enough, uh, you know, having said that. So, um, you know, it was just not that long ago that both uh, Janet Yellen, Treasury Secretary, um, Janet Yellen and uh, Jerome Powell, Fed Fed chair both said that inflation was transitory. Now they both dropped that from their vocabulary. Janet Yellen explicitly stating that, that she's no longer using that word transitory. Well, you know, it didn't take much to see that, that in fact, it was not transitory. That was probably more political rhetoric um, on the part of the administration. Um, <clears throat> Peter Navarro um, is calling this environment we're in stagflation. And, you know, I hadn't thought about that till I heard that recently. Heard him say that, and I think he may be. Uh, um, I think he may have a point there. Um, stagflation, of course, is where the economy doesn't do much. Um, you know, it's pretty stagnant, but inflation is very, very high, and um, and that's a tough situation to get out of. Uh, so, hopefully, we're not in that uh, in that mode, but quite likely we are. Um, so anyway, that's inflation. There's a lot of other economic events that are going on. High debt levels at, at for everyone, businesses. Uh, consumers um, and the government, um, and many other factors, which we'll explore in uh, future um, uh, podcasts and, and issues of the Intrinsic Value Wealth Report. Uh, by the way, in the Intrinsic Value Wealth Report, I always publish uh, some of the more current economic um, forecasts and reports from uh, from various groups: National Association of Business Economists and the um, Survey of Professional Cor uh, Forecasters from the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, and so forth. So. Um, follow our intrinsic value wealth report 
to uh, to get updates on that. You know, who knows what's going to happen um, with uh, with Russia and Ukraine? Again, it looks very very likely uh, that Russia is going to invade, but um, you know, everyone's trying to head that off. So we'll have to just see how that goes. What's that done to the markets? We've been seeing tremendous turmoil in the markets. Um, my advice to everybody is, you know, don't panic. Uh, we've seen this, these types of things, I mean, as long as the markets have been around, um, even before the markets in this country, if you go back, you know, um, like Ray, Ray Dalio and others have done, looking back 500 plus years or even, you know, thousands of years, um, you know, markets do this. Uh, and a lot of it has to do, actually, most of it has to do with the way that people react to things, the cognitive biases that we've identified and, and cataloged and explored um, in more recent times. You know, some of the work done by Richard Thaler and uh, Daniel Kahneman and others on behavioral economics and behavioral finance are worth uh, looking at. I teach a class in the summertime to MBA students on strategy and decision making. Um, we explore a lot of these cognitive biases in those uh, decision-making classes. Um, so again, we'll cover that in future podcasts and future issues of the Intrinsic Value Wealth Report. But the bottom line is, folks, don't panic. Um, you know, stay the course. And I have you know three little anecdotal, um, uh, very very brief little things to say about that. Um, you know, both Buffett um, and then there's another investor, which I think I may have mentioned in the previous podcast recently gentleman by the name of Kidd, spelled K-I-D-D is the last name. You know, these are two of many, many long-term investors. I'm a long-term investor. Um, we're all value investors. <clears throat> that is Buffett and Kidd and, and others like us. And, uh, you know, we've learned just, uh, you know, you want to kind of jump into the market in a more aggressive way when the prices come down. So if the markets really keep going down um, in, in a you know, more pronounced direction, get down to where valuations are more reasonable, then I'll be coming on my podcast and saying, you know, folks, go ahead and, and jump in. It might make some sense now, but jump in a little bit more. <laughs> um, now is not the time to do that, but it's also not the time to panic. Don't be um, dumping your portfolios. Don't be jumping out. Uh, just stay the course. Um, another little anecdotal story I like to tell quite often. There's a very well, very well known um, newsletter uh, called The Prudent Speculator. It's run currently and has been for quite a number of years by John Buckingham. I've had the pleasure of attending many of his lectures or several of his lectures. And I remember one in particular <clears throat> where he was, um, he was telling the audience, you know, in one of the last big market crashes we had, um, you know, someone was asking him, well, you know, what did you do during the market crash? And he said, we did absolutely nothing. We just, we kept our positions, you know, the portfolio went down quite a bit. Prices, you know, the prices went down, the portfolio values went down. But, you know, if anything, they bought a little bit more and so forth. And they just held on until it went back up. And that's, that's what happens, folks. Um, and, you know, part of the reason the markets, <clears throat> excuse me, part of the reason the markets fluctuate like they do is just because of that, that psychology. It's, you know, a greed and fear cycle. Um, when the markets are going up a lot, people get greedy. They jump in, as they've been doing. They kind of lose all rationality. And then when the markets uh, crash, which does happen, and, um, I don't know if we're in a crash right now, but we're certainly seeing a lot of turmoil. <clears throat> then everyone panics and they get out, and that creates some really op real opportunities for those that are patient and have some cash and are willing to, to stay in and play the game. So you should be buying when things are cheap, selling when they're expensive, and um, or at least holding on uh, when they're expensive. You know, again, Buffett and uh, Kid um, don't—they uh, don't tend to sell. They just they hold on to their portfolios a long time. Another little anecdotal story. I'll tell real quickly, and I had this on a previous issue of the um, Intrinsic Value Wealth Report, 
two or three years ago, the story of uh, Fidelity that um, Fidelity Investments, you know, they have, um, you know, millions of account holders and, um, and they, of course, have data on, you know, as they are required to do, they have to keep data on their customers and so forth. So they wanted to do a study to find out what the characteristics of their most successful investors are. So they've got all these millions of investors. They have data on them so they can kind of see what kind of investing they did and so forth. And they just wanted to match it up. You know, what did the successful investors do that the uh, unsuccessful um, investors didn't do? So, the so that's the question. What what are the two characteristics really um, that the successful that Fidelity's successful investors had? What were these? What were the two characteristics these people had? By the way, you don't want to be either one of them. The two characteristics are number one, they were forgetful, or uh, number two, they were dead. So if they were actually, believe it or not, people forget they have accounts with, uh, with brokerage firms. They forget they have accounts with banks too. So if you forgot you have an account, you're not going to trade it. Um, and if you're dead, you know, unfortunately, um, things get tied up in estates and uh, probate and so forth. And so they don't trade those. <clears throat> people don't trade those accounts either. So that's, uh, of course, a, um, uh, uh, you know, a, a reason that, or that's, that's kind of illustrating how good long-term investing is, and, and it really does work. So, you know, as Warren Buffett likes to say, let me just get some of my coke here. <clears> hair <throat> has been kind of dry lately, so <clears throat> I have to keep wetting my throat. As, um, <clears throat> sorry, as, uh, you know, Warren Buffett likes to say, it's, it's really hard to find good companies <clears throat> that he wants to get involved in. <clears throat> sorry. And when he does, he doesn't like to get rid of them. And that's kind of the position we take too. We put a lot of uh, effort and research into uh, the invest uh, into the companies that we invest in, and uh, there's just no reason to uh, uh, you know trade out of in and out of them a lot. If something major happens, the business really uh, becomes you know untenable, or management has some major major problems. Then um, yeah, then we would consider getting rid of a portfolio holding. But for the most part. Um, you know, if we find a company we like, uh, we don't we don't like to uh, trade out of those companies. Buffett uh, says the same uh, same thing. So, um, <coughs> folks, that's it for today. Uh, Thursday afternoon, February tenth. Um, we will uh, cap it off for today. See you next week. Boy, keep our fingers crossed for the events of the, the coming week, especially um, with uh, the Ukraine. And uh, you guys have a good rest of the day, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye for now.